So how do you guys think the alligator god works? It's gotta be an ambush. Actually, Elvis, it's a crocodile god. We discussed this, Paul. There's different hierarchies of crocodile. Crocodilian might include alligators. Okay, Lowry, but that's still not an alligator god, that's a crocodilian god. It's the same difference. He's the god of all of it. Well, the big red flag for me is that Alfonso has that Fluffins animal, and that is obviously special. Well, Mason, it could be a red herring, but red herrings in a mystery role-playing game would be stupid. Paul. Why? Because unlike a storybook where the reader is purposefully presented with all they need to know, in a role-playing game you can easily miss some key details, causing the red herring to seem like the most plausible answer given the facts you know. I mean, that's kind of the purpose of a red herring. No, actually, Lowry's got a point. We can only play for so long, and if we devote all our resources to a red herring, the game might be over before we figure it out. Well, what evidence do you have on it? Alfonso said he bought the amulet and Fluffins together. And that's a red herring to you? If Fluffins isn't important somehow, I swear, Paul, I'm gonna flip over the game table. It's gonna be the Pink Elephant Cult all over again. Larry, I think you're the only one who had a problem with that cult. It was supposed to be a horror Cthulhu game. We risked our lives to stop a bunch of disaffected university professors from summoning a friendly pink elephant. They called themselves the Pink Elephant Cult. It wasn't even misleading. Why did the elephant require a blood sacrifice, Paul? The elephant didn't. It was just a general rule of the summoning. All I'm saying is, I was never going to guess what anyone's motives were. That game was crazy. I mean, it doesn't matter what their motives were, because I knew mine. We blew up the whole building with improvised bombs. The pink elephant didn't know what hit it. And that's how we learned that a horror game has to be contained somehow, because a trip to the hardware store removes a certain amount of mystery. Well, you know, Paul, Lovecraft was technically Pulp Fiction, so just because we hack up Cthulhu with a chainsaw doesn't mean we've lost the spirit. Yeah, it's just that our editor is a hack and a jerk who didn't think that kids would relate to slow-creeping horror, so he added a talking chimp and a shotgun. Now that Lovecraft is mainstream, a lot of people consider that valid, Mason. What mind could gaze upon a chimp hacking up Cthulhu with a garden tool and not lose their mind? Our place in the universe is not secure. Speaking of being insecure, you guys are trying to understand the inner workings of a crocodile curse. Towards that end, you've built a cage and put a bunch of lemurs in it. Then you made a lemur wear the cursed necklace that summons the god. Sounds pretty secure to me. Right, and you just wait around for the next murder? That's the plan. I'm gonna teach the lemurs some tricks. Elvis... Don't do that. You're gonna get attached and then you're gonna be sad when they die. I'm gonna name this one Rachel. The one with the necklace on it? Yeah, she looks like a Rachel to me. We explicitly hope that one's gonna die. Yeah, but if we're wrong and she lives, then I have a new lemur friend. It's a 50-50 shot at happiness, Mason. Elvis, the odds are 0% happiness. If the crocodile kills us, that's sad. I'll be sad. And if it kills a lemur that you adopted as a pet... You're gonna be sad. I mean, I'm gonna be sad if the lemur dies anyway, and if I'm right and it survives, then I'll have a pet. Yes, but if it survives, then one of us will be dead. I'll be happy. Only Lowry will be happy. The lemur will be happy it's not dead. It won't understand what's happening. It's just gonna be a poopy monkey in a cage. Don't listen to him, Rachel. He's just jealous that you're gonna live and he won't. Fine, fall in love with the poopy monkey. Well, the end of the three days rounds the corner. How are you guys gonna do this? We're going to stake out the lemur cage and see how the crocodile kills. Also, we'll have Leland stand nearby so that if it kills him, we'll see that too. All right, so just hanging out in some lawn chairs, watching the lemurs. I got a bunch of spoiled rum if you guys want. We have time. I'll go ahead and paint some flowers on some shorts. Leland gets a drink too. All right, it's going to be a very casual murder scene. Paul, can you imagine waiting all day for a crocodile to eat a lemur? And there's nothing to do but sunbathe? How am I supposed to stay on edge? 
Yeah, really. You can't be freaked out about a crocodile god all the time. All right, well, you guys are lounging around, sipping your rum, wearing your sandals, and the lemur perks up. Its ears stick out like it hears something, and it starts looking around. None of the other lemurs seem concerned, but for some reason, this one knows something is up. Oh, shoot. Uh, do we... Is someone writing this down? I'll make a note. The lemur knows somehow. Don't animals sometimes have a sixth sense? Entirely without warning, a gigantic crocodile head glides up out of the sand like a phantom. It grabs the lemur at once, rolls in one horrific violent motion, and snaps that lemur in half. And within less than a second, it falls back into the sand and is gone. Oh my god! It just leaps out of the earth! Rachel! Oh god! I guess I'll write that down too. Why? Rachel was innocent! She didn't know! It was Leland who was due for the killing! Now, you listen here, you! And before Leland can finish that thought, he's jerked backwards over a giant crocodile! Killing him instantly, before the crocodile once again returns to the sands. Oh, oh no. Elvis, why did you say anything? It's a crocodile! How was I supposed to know it speaks English? I'll make a note of that too. We almost got away with it, and then you second-guessed the crocodile god! Gods hate that! It's not like he gave us rules when we got the necklace! But obviously there are some rules, or else Alfonso wouldn't still be alive. Oh man, poor Leland. I kind of like that guy. It was sort of a toss-up between him and Rachel, but now we have neither. I'm more worried what we're going to tell the captain. I'm pretty sure he's going to be mad when he sees someone died by the lemur cage, since, you know, we told him that our objective was to attract the beast. Honestly, it's his fault for not stopping us. Yes, but this is not a democracy, and if the captain decides who's guilty, I'm pretty sure we're going to lose the argument. Well, you'll have the opportunity to try. The captain rounds the corner. Hello, boys. A fine... What in the blazes happened here? Another killing? Uh, sir. Yeah. Uh, we, we, well, we all saw it this time. The beast is, uh... Well, did you get it? Not exactly. Oh, for the love... You let Leland die for nothing, then! And Carol as well! How many good men do we have to lose before you three get your act together? Well, sir, I didn't want to tell you this, but... We believe the animal is supernatural in nature. Supernatural? Like what? You think we're being stalked by the chupacabra? By Bigfoot? By the Loch Ness Monster? What is it? We think it's a magical crocodile, sir. A magical crocodile? Like what? Like what? From your books about Peter Pan? Actually, sir, not to be a bother, but Peter Pan was written in the early 1900s, so us knowing about it at all, that's a bit of a supernatural occurrence. Shut up, Lowry. Just because you haven't read it yet doesn't mean it's a book from the future. You said the same thing about Pride and Prejudice, but I've got that book in my bunk, remember? Yeah, and you complain that Charles Dickens wasn't even alive yet, but we read A Christmas Carol every year in this crew, and I don't think anyone else understands you. Indeed. It's a fine tradition, and a story that reminds us that there's more to life than material wealth. There's also family. The captain pulls you guys in for a hug. But sometimes your family says some pretty daft things, and you realize you have to hurt them to send a message to the rest of the family. So what was it you wanted to tell me about a magical crocodile? Well, I'm sorry I'm not as well-read as you guys. First of all, sir, I don't think the crocodile in Peter Pan was magic. Of course he was, Mason. You could hear the clock ticking inside his belly. It's not magic like a witch or a dragon, but there's a subtle type of magic there. Well, there's not really a lot of subtlety to our crocodile, sir. It attacks out of nowhere, like a phantom. We thought that we could catch it, but that might be a little out of our ability. Boys, 
I don't want to come down on ye. But remember when I said that the punishments would be there if we had another death? You wouldn't just be trying to avoid punishment with excuses, would ye? I can smell the alcohol on your breath. Maybe you had a few too many and you weren't watching when Leland died. You must be drunk wearing this floral print on your shorts. Well, I, I, think, I, I think it looks festive, sir. Actually, maybe I do rather like it. If you escape from your cell, we'll see those bright colors for miles. Sir, I would really love to lie to you, but at this point, the honest truth is all I've got. Mason's telling the truth, sir, says Bradford, appearing behind you. God, Bradford, stop doing that. It is creeping me out. But I was behind you the entire time, Mason. I saw the crocodile attack, and I can vouch for Mason's honesty. See? Bradford saw it too. Really, Bradford? You're going in for this supernatural nonsense. I saw it with my very own eyes, sir. And why, pray tell, is a magical crocodile attacking us now? We came into a cursed necklace, sir. We put it on the lemur. The lemur's name is Rachel. The captain goes in the cage and collects the necklace. This necklace? This is cursed, right here. Yes, sir. Rachel wore that necklace and then the crocodile killed her. <sighs> wait, wait. The captain looks at the lemur. All right, never mind that. What did I tell you lads about spreading hysteria? We haven't been, sir. So you three, Bradford now, and let me guess Leland, all just came to believe on their own that they were being stalked by a magic crocodile. I mean, it came to light. Sir, please, you know me. If I, if I were going to lie to you, I would come up with something way more convincing than this. Obviously, because I'm not about to believe some madhouse story about magic crocodiles. And was this before or after you thought it was a flying werewolf? That's right, I spoke to Missy. She told me about your inane theories. And I'm willing to believe that you believe this nonsense, but I'm not about to spread panic around to who's left over such implausible childishness. From now on, I'm keeping this necklace. And the three of you are staying in the brig. Sir, sir, please. We built an entire lemur habitat trying to solve the problem. We were taking it seriously. I don't like doing this to you, lads. But it needs to be clear that this has to stop. And when I put the other men to stopping it, it needs to be clear I won't tolerate silliness. In the brig, you're going to stay until we catch the beast, and that's the end of it. Sir, if you're going to take the necklace, you really shouldn't hold it. In three days, you're going to die. You should let Massey keep it. You're a good captain, sir. We need you. Well, if I were a good captain, I certainly wouldn't put my mistakes on Massey's head. Now get out of here. Bradford, take these three to the brig and then lock yourself up. I'll miss you, sir. You are a fantastic captain. I'd lock me up, too. Our explanation is very stupid. Bradford marches you all down to the brig. Alfonso is still there. Oh, what? Back again? Time to... Oh, hang on. You're coming inside. Bradford puts you in the cell, then locks the door behind all of you. Wait, he's locked here in with us, but he still has the key? Yes. Uh, well, that seems like a conflict of interest, Bradford. You better get rid of that. I guess you are right. He lobs the key away to a small table outside the cell. The inside of the cell is made of rough stone, and there's hardly any room to lay down. It smells like urine and feces. Thanks, Elvis. You do a really bad job of homekeeping, Alfonso. What are you doing in here? Why would you throw the key away? Well, we've been arrested. And I hear that when you go to prison, you're supposed to beat up the biggest guy there to prove your dominance. Whoever told you that is almost definitely trying to get you killed. I grab Alfonso. I'm definitely not the biggest man in this room. But I already know the other guys, so you're the only one I can victimize. Well, I suppose it's possible we could be referring to the size of the nethers. I've probably got you there. All right, I beat him up. Oh, heavens! You hit like an old maid! How bad do you beat him up? I don't know, just until I'm happy. It's a short scuffle. Welcome to the next three days, Mr. Alfonso. Could you guys move over a little bit? 
I don't have any room and you're flailing around. Nobody has any room in here, Elvis. So what? You had another death? You should have known it was coming this time. We put the necklace on a lemur. Very clever. Of course. Why didn't I think of that? Oh, wait, I did. I put the necklace on a stray cat, and let me guess. First the lemur, then a friend, am I right? Oh, thank goodness. I thought it was my fault. In some ways it is. The lemur didn't have to die. Grab Alfonso and look him in the face. Why doesn't it kill you? I don't know. Maybe it just likes me, I guess. It can get you any time. There's no hiding from it. It just comes right out of the ground. That's not true. It can also come through walls, ceilings, you name it, however it needs to surprise you. You said if it can't get to you, it goes for someone else. But it can always get to you because it can pass through solid matter. It's Fluffins. What? My Fluffins? Yeah, we've been trying to figure it out. Fluffins is weird. It's not a normal animal. You got it when you bought the necklace, and when you realized your mistake, you couldn't return the necklace. That's because the guy that sold it was already dead, wasn't he? Goodness, you are rather observant. And that's not the end of it. You probably stole that necklace somehow because if whoever owned it first didn't want to die, they wouldn't have sold you fluffins. Because even if you're not holding the necklace, the crocodile can still kill you. So we're finally on a similar page. Congratulations. Take fluffins away. Alfonso fights you a little bit, but he lets go to avoid hurting fluffins. Fine, you can hold him. It doesn't matter to me. As long as he's here, we'll all be fine. So you deserve to be killed by the crocodile, don't you, Alfonso? Oh, I don't know about deserve. And that's rich, coming from the pirate who stole the necklace and now my fluffins. What, are you going to lord your moral superiority over me? I'm human. What, do you think you're going to say something scathing that's going to leave me in shock silence? I hate you. Of course I'm superior to you. I don't know what by objective measure, but at the very least I've got friends and you don't, and that's something. And with that in mind, nothing stops us from taking Fluffins, knowing that he keeps the alligator away. I suppose that is right. And I suppose that means that we have more in common than you'd appreciate. It takes a ruthless type to do good business, and I'm willing to do good business with you, Mr... What was it, Mason? Oh, now. Now you want to do business. Well, forgive me for not thinking so, but I didn't believe you were initially ready to negotiate with someone who says they're being stalked by a vengeful crocodile god. Yeah. And you know what? What if I just... Bash your head in, Mr. Alfonso, huh? In that case, you'd be destroying all knowledge of everything I've done in the past to try to solve this problem. You can retread my steps if you want, but the fact is simple. If you've held the necklace at all, you're cursed. The crocodile will come for you on the third day, unless you're near Fluffins, in which case it'll find someone else, usually someone you care about, and then it'll kill them instead. What if we put the necklace on Fluffins? What? I mean, what if we put it on Fluffins? The crocodile god can't get Fluffins, right? That wouldn't accomplish anything, because it would still come for the people who already held the necklace. And for people around Fluffins. Okay, but then let's say we put Fluffins in a crate and we bury him. And then we'll die. Yeah, but no one else will hold the necklace and no one else is gonna get cursed. But we're still dead. I understand that. I'm just saying that if this gets really bad, and it looks like we're not gonna make it, if we put the necklace on Fluffins, nobody else is gonna get it. Eventually, Fluffins will be alone on this little island, and it won't get more people later. Well, that's lovely, but I personally like to live to see my altruism. Yeah. Elvis, admittedly, we could also form a drum circle and save the environment and stuff, but that's not why we put those lemurs in captivity. Future generations are gonna look back and wonder why we killed the giant lemurs. We didn't kill giant lemurs, those are just regular lemurs. Yeah, but somebody did, and I bet as a general demographic it's gonna be easy to blame the pirates. They were probably slow and made for good bushmeat, so it's partly the lemurs' fault. I don't know about that. 
Pigs are really good eating, but they reproduce super fast. If they escape, they become a super huge problem. Man, it is too bad that the crocodile doesn't go in for killing livestock and stuff. If you owned a farm, you might not even be that mad about it. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected it, but I guess the crocodile god is a little smarter than that. I know, right? You'd expect we could harness his anger to power the city lights or something. Yeah, in the 1900s. I don't think it would take that long to turn a crocodile god into electricity. Yeah, we'll probably have flying boats by then. They'll call them floats. For a god of crocodiles, he doesn't really act much like a crocodile. Well, how much intelligence could it take to be omnipotent and angry? I could do that. Do you know where this necklace really comes from, Alfonso? If we could return it, that might appease the thing. I honestly haven't the foggiest idea. And at this point, I'm beginning to wonder if you can even get us off the island. Well, sailing a boat in a general, not strictly accurate direction is fairly easy. Navigating it to a port and safely docking is hard. I'm pretty sure we can run the ship aground on some civilized beach in Africa, or maybe crash into another pirate stronghold, join their crew, even with just the three of us. There's a good idea. Then we can give them Alfonso and still get a bounty. Well, let's plan to meet up with someone else eventually, because, to be frank, I don't know how to stop the god except by sacrificing sheer numbers to him. Who said that you were part of the planning? Well, let's hear some better ideas. How are you going to stop the murders? What if we hang someone from a tree so the crocodile can't reach them? Tried it with a servant from a clothesline. The crocodile leapt three stories up and pulled him down. What if we gathered everyone together and kept them near Fluffins? Certainly, I've tried that. It'll keep those people alive, but then they'll kill a friend or family member from among them. I hope none of you have any personal ties to anyone. So it really is just a human sacrifice every three days? So it's been. Until what? Until nobody is left alive who's touched the necklace? If I knew that, I'd be dead, because I've touched the necklace. I can't remember if me or Elvis touched it. I feel like you did. It's possible we haven't. Yeah, but it's likely you did. Man, I don't know. This seems really hopeless. It does, doesn't it? What if we appease the crocodile god in some way? The necklace is probably stolen from him, so he's mad. But if we gave him something of equal value, maybe he'd stop killing us. Like if we gave up the treasure that we got from Alfonso? Well, I haven't tried sacrificing material wealth to the crocodile. I also wouldn't know where to begin. How does one go about that? And for that matter, the necklace has been appraised as being worth more than the rest of the jewelry you acquired combined. Really? We had diamonds in that hall. The appraiser did note that the necklace was made of some sort of indestructible material. All right. Well, maybe that's not a bad plan. We have to do something. We'll get everyone together, have them give us everything they can spare, and then we're going to offer it to the crocodile. Okay, is there anything else you guys wanted to discuss? Other than torturing Alfonso, I think that's it. Alright, I think the torture goes both ways. You get a few good satisfying barbs in there. By the end of the three days, Massey stumbles into the brig, hands trembling. Hey Massey, is the captain dead? Massey stops in his tracks and gives you a long look. Yes, he is. Before he died, he said that if he was killed, you should be released and asked about a crocodile. Important question. When you found him, did he have a necklace and did you touch it? I don't recall seeing a necklace. That's good. Let us out. Alfonso, you stay. What? But I'm helping. I know more than you about the situation. If you knew enough to be useful, you'd already be on the road to solving this by yourself. Massey lets you out and keeps Alfonso inside. Take Fluffins. Wait, you can't do this. You don't need to do this. I can think of one person on the island we can definitely stand to lose, Alfonso. Listen, I have more information. If you let me live, I have more information. Well, go ahead. If we solve this within three days... You'll live. <laughs> Let me out, and after three days, I'll tell you. Get up close to the bars. Whatever you know, 
You better tell me now. Because in three days, that crocodile is coming, and you're the one he's coming for. Alfonso stares back. His pupils are small and he's sweating. I... Well... That's what I thought. Good luck, Alfonso. Massey says, So, what's this about a crocodile? What does this have to do with the captain? There's a lot to explain. Get the boys together, Massey. Everyone needs to have a talk. 